this topic is hilarious and great to me. I'm yeah. obsessed with weird stuff, and I didn't even know about your Instagram when I asked you this question. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I was just thinking of you a moment ago because I made carrot and collagen smoothie. The drink that I chose to actually talk about when you asked me is like the actual opposite of what <laughs> I like in a beverage. And that's the, you know, it's the space between. That's interesting. <laughs> It's a hot mess express. (laughs) Well, hey, y'all, Sloan Spencer here, and you found us. It is Bubble Bottles, one of our fun new podcasts where I ask music people, what's your favorite carbonated beverage? Now, a little loose on it here, and favorite can sometimes have some serious air quotes around it. Today, I'm talking with someone who I just recently saw at an amazing music festival. If you can imagine an entire music festival full of well-partied folks silently listening to every word a musician sings. That's what happened when Lizzie No took the stage. So Lizzie No has a great EP that came out in 2020 called Holidays. You should definitely check it out. LizzieNo.com. Also the co-host of a great podcast called Basic Folk. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Sloan. I'm just pumped to kind of continue our backstage conversation from Albino Skunk. Totally. So for those of y'all who don't know, I am obsessed with weird beverages. I like regional beverages, ones that like maybe aren't made anymore, international beverages, all kinds of someone's like, really? You drank that? But I see these things (laughs) out when I travel and I've discovered I'm not the only one. Oh, no. I consider myself a Bev queen, but I tend to like focus on the smoothie kombucha health side of things. But I can also be known to dabble in like a weird, awful corn syrup concoction. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to see some of the range of this, you should definitely check out Lizzie No's Instagram. There's a whole segment dedicated to beverages. Yes, I do a highlight on like my different smoothie creations and then weird sodas I come across in New York. I'm a fan of the weird soda. I did my first cross-country bus tour when I was a teenager, and that was when I first discovered sarsaparilla. So I've been obsessed with root beer my whole life. I grew up in a family where I wasn't allowed to have carbonated beverages. So once I was like finally on tour on my own, I could like drink whatever I wanted. So there I was looking for the weird root beer in like random gas stations across Texas. No, I can relate. I remember... When I was 12, one of my church friends came over for a play date and she had never had root beer because she thought it was beer. Like she thought it was alcohol. And so like that was the first time I got to experience the exhilaration of like watching a friend enjoy (laughs) a tasty soda beverage that I already knew and loved. Like it was like, (laughs) wow, I feel like I'm introducing you to this amazing new world. Welcome. So weird little side note about root beer that I learned only when I was researching some of these conversations that I've had with folks recently for Bubble Bottles, and that is that both sassafras and sarsaparilla are no longer allowed to be in root beer. Apparently, they cause liver toxicity over time, which I did not know. Wait, you're kidding. No, true story. And I was like, really? I'm devastated. I've been drinking like chemical root beer all these last years. Like like it's not chemically enough as is. So there are like amazing beverages that you try as you're on tour or in a place like New York where you have everything in the planet available to you. But there are also, there's an amazing world of horrible beverages as well. Oh, yeah. So when I ask the question, what's your favorite? Sometimes this is like, oh, this is my favorite. And sometimes it's like, yes, this is my favorite. So (laughs) what's your favorite carbonated beverage? It's a hot mess express. Oh my gosh, Yoohoo. As a child, I was a Yoohoo enthusiast. 
can anyone actually say what is in that? Like, I thought of it as just like another fun chocolate milk, but it's <laughs> so much weirder than that. So it's a super weird one. And so I'll give my personal story with YooHoo. I wasn't allowed to drink YooHoo because it did not of actually course. have milk in it. And my oh, mom was disgusting. of the generation that, you know, like everyone should have milk with every meal because it builds strong bones. Mm-hmm. So like we were not allowed to have YooHoo. And I was crushed because my cousins could have YooHoo. Oh, So sad. sad. Tell me about your memories of YooHoo. I have a wrong memory about it that I want to talk about. I just remember the fizziness of it and like thinking it was similar to milk and like also being in the Ovaltine family. Like I feel like like growing up, there was this whole category of drinks that were like chocolate milk alternatives nobody asked for that were just (laughs) like always available, you know? But now that I'm actually reading about you, who did you know that they had Yogi Berra in their ad? And he would so, say, it's a me, he for you, who. <laughs> so here's the weird thing that I and my husband, and I actually had a whole conversation about this because, OK, you said this. You remember you who being fizzy. Mm-hmm. So do I. The you who website says it was never carbonated. Stop it. Everyone I know who's I even I was like calling my cousins going. You remember when your mom would have YooHoo and we were allowed to have it when we came to visit? And don't you remember that you had to pop the bottle off and that it was fizzy? And they all said yes. YooHoo website. Wait, is this like no. a Mandela effect where like world remembers fizzy YooHoo? It's a group false memory. It's crazy. Wait, what is going? No, 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 no. It was fizzy. It's not I, a I don't think memory. we're wrong. They're I think YooHoo is wrong. Record. Yeah, I think YooHoo's wrong. I think YooHoo's wrong. And like I'm fixing to have like a Twitter campaign with them about this because it's still around. They've got a strawberry flavor now. But Sloan, you know what question comes up? based on that, what do they have to gain by hiding the obvious business of this beverage? Well, right. So I'm thinking that this is an omission in the Yoohoo's autobiography. I feel like this probably goes all the way to the top and it's probably a really dark conspiracy. Yeah. I mean, there has to be, right? I mean, come on. So really, it's funny though, when you do, when you go to their website and they give their own bio, there's this massive gap from the 1950s to the 1980s. Like, you who wasn't a thing then. I can tell you as a product oh of the 1970s, God. it was very much a thing. Do you think that that you who was like pulling the string of the Cold War? Um, <laughs> and that's why... And that's why they are hiding their fizziness and their activities from the 50s to the 80s. Think about that one. You know, as a product <laughs> of the Cold War, I can say that the one big benefit I got from being a child of those, that era is I am highly suspicious of propaganda and fascism and i can spot it a mile away (laughs) good as you should be (laughs) and that that's why this massive gap in their history that they choose to tell about themselves is really weird yeah it's super suspicious i think we need to dig deep into this and then like circle back I do. I think that there is like some sort of socio-geopolitical conspiracy going on here mm-hmm. with you do. And it happened before the transition to strawberry. <gasps> strawberry is the key to everything. Hoping that someone is like a secret agent, works at the State Department, someone who like has high security clearance that can totally look into this for us. Great. And I'm a Scorpio, which means I'm a steel trap. I never reveal a secret. I just want to know. I'm that person in the grocery line that looks really like pleasant and not scary. And so people sit and tell me their life stories, even when I really, really, really don't want to hear it. Oh, I wouldn't wish that trait on my worst enemy. So, you know, it's interesting as, I, as I'm looking at their stuff. The thing that is also interesting to me about this very glaring gap from the 1950s to the 1980s is that when they do tell their own story in the 1980s, which is the story of moving to juice boxes and adding strawberry, it suddenly really, really, really resembles strawberry quick. 
coloring, everything. Oh, yeah. The quick of it all. I actually forgot about quick. Strawberry quick, you know, with the rabbit and everything. It really looks like it. The branding is very, very similar. Oh, my gosh. What story? I'm sure. I'm sure. There's like a story behind this. There has to be. And they, they started like not, the coloring, the font, the layout, everything about it. They were like suddenly hiding the dash between you and who. I mean, there's an identity crisis going on here. The tales that that font could tell. <laughs> it's also interesting just because like I feel like kids are not drinking flavored milk like they used to. What was your favorite flavored milk flavor? Strawberry. Same. I used to get strawberry milk at the bagel shop <gasps> in the big yellow bottle. Oh, you were so lucky. So I think we're going to double down on this potential conspiracy theory behind okay. YooHoo. I'm ready to chase this down wherever it leads. So I'm going to get have back to you once I have more info. Have you ever seen the various YooHoo products like frozen non-dairy treats? I'm not familiar with them at all. YooHoo frozen? I've never, I'm not familiar with them in the slightest. Wait, like popsicles are we talking? Yeah, like in the 2000s, they launched a line of frozen non-dairy treats. And for a while, they were marketing them to vegans. Poor vegans. They really do get the short end of the stick on so many things. Um, As you can probably tell, I'm like on my phone trying to find frozen YooHoo. Oh my gosh, there's some truly disgusting looking like homemade recipes on this. How to make your own YooHoo ice cream. No. Ugh. Ugh. Don't do it. You know, there are some things best left in the past, and I think <laughs> YooHoo is one of them. I just found a YooHoo candy bar. Do you want me to buy that and send you what? some? What? What? So YooHoo is basically water, high fructose corn syrup, <laughs> and some chocolate adjacent flavoring. It's not good. It's no, really it's not, not good. But there was something so enticing about it when I was little. I desperately wanted YooHoo, like deep desire. Like this is something that I as a child should aim for. Yeah, I think it was sort of that like Nickelodeon marketing dominance. There were just like so many kids products being shoved in your face at all times on TV. And I think YooHoo was among them. Do you have any like beverages specifically from that um, time of your life that have stuck with you as something like this is still actually appealing in like a positive way? Chocolate milk slaps. I feel like I kind of am undecided on whether it's better to do the Hershey's syrup or the quick powder. I can really get down with both. I feel like you can dial in your chocolate level a little bit more precisely with the syrup. Mm-hmm. That's where I'd lean. I like like a pretty light cappuccino colored chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Like that's still my jam. I get it. I like it where it's like when I'm using the quick powder, I like it where it's got a little bit where it's kind of a little bit gray colored when, when you mm-hmm. stir it all up. Yeah. And you, you can't achieve that with the liquid. So with the liquid, I definitely want it looking more like my cafe au lait. Okay. Yeah. Same page. You know what's another drink from that time that I stand by? Orangina, which I called <gasps> orange Orangina. Orange Gina. The original one that actually had the little pulp in it? Yeah. And it came in a really satisfying pear-shaped bottle. You could hold it a certain way. I can actually still feel that bottle right now. Like the texture of the glass was so So nice. I actually know the very first time I had that. That's so odd. There's a whole... So I'm sure you can tell from my accent that I was born in London, England. Yes. I was going to visit my relatives for the first time as like a sentient child. So I went back with my dad and we did a whole visit of all the various extended cousins. And one night, I don't remember what happened, but we did not eat 
supper. So we went down to the little market and I even know where we were staying. This is so crazy. When we (laughs) Sloan Square, which is where I'm named for. So we stayed in a little hotel that was attached to the flat my parents used to live in. It's none of this is there anymore. And it was called the Wilbraham. And so there was a little grocery store down below it. When my parents lived there, it was called Oak Shots, I believe. So when we went there, Mm -hmm. we went down to the little market and they had Orange Gina and, oh, what were the crackers? I think they were called Tab Crackers. They were really buttery, like rectangular with the corners cut off. I'm going to have to Mm -hmm. look them up what they were called. Anyway, that's what we had for supper. (laughs) I had never had a carbonated drink that actually was made from real fruit. I had like Orange Fanta at that point. What's your Orange Gina experience? It's next level. I have, feel like I have a lot of vague felt memories of like being in the backseat of a car drinking an Orangina or Orange Gina. As, right, Orange Gina. As those in the know call it. It's the sort of thing I would order at the Hoagie Haven, Princeton, New Jersey, where I grew up. I mean, it's the Hoagie spot. Amazing sandwiches, salt and pepper fries, and an Orange Gina on the side. Like Yum. that was my idea of like true luxury. I mean, to this day, I don't feel like there's a better meal than that. I have a friend with a podcast that's about mental health, but one of the questions, it's called Crash and Ride. Y'all should check it out. One of the things that he asks folks regularly is, what's your favorite meal you've ever had? And almost all the time, it's not the food, it's the feeling. No. Yeah. For me, the, the hoagie and orange Gina feeling is like, I've made it through hours of church services right? and I've stepped free into the sunlight and now I get a meal that's going to make me take a nap. It's that emotional roller coaster of like, if I can just make it through church, I get fries and orange right. Gina. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So you do have this whole Instagram about beverages that y'all definitely need to check out. It's in the I guess it's in the reels. So yeah, it's in the reels. The highlight reels. You highlight some great ones that you discover. And what I really like is like the brief review. Thank you. There. My voice is needed in this conversation. So I do not shy away from saying what I really think. What have been some gems you've come across? There's some just really sort of hard to find European sodas mm-hmm. that are sold in the grocery stores in Queens. I'm going to be canceled because I can't remember or correctly pronounce the names of some of these Eastern European like cherry sodas that I've tried. But if you're ever in Astoria, go to the little Greek grocery store and like go down the soda aisle and you will not be disappointed. I actually once went on a second date just to the grocery store to like look at the various sodas. What a great idea. It's my passion. I get it. Soda flight. A soda flight. So I I call weird little investigations like that adventures. So I go on these little adventures and I usually drag a friend along. But I'm I'm all about going on an adventure by myself. If somebody doesn't appreciate my deep love for weird beverages, I'll just go do it on my own. Oh, yeah. A one woman soda flight is a very good night to have. (laughs) <laughs> Another, what I've been drinking lately, and they were kind enough to actually send me a crate of this seltzer, which is just how I know I've made it. There's this company called Free Rain that makes like herbal seltzers. Ooh, And yum. there's one for focus. There's one to like make you feel sexy. There's one to make you feel calm. They're all very good. So to me, that's like my like, ooh, I'm having a like a heightened something special without going drinking. You know? So it's like bubbly herbal tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Really, really good. I will have to check that out. And thanks to them for hooking you up with that. 
Thank you for your rain. I love you very much. (laughs) That is very cool. So this has been a super fun conversation. I want to be sure folks get a chance to find out what you're doing musically. You have not only some gorgeous recorded music available to folks, you are doing some really powerful musical events as well. Yes, I'm wearing my producer hat a bit these days. And if people are in or around Nashville on December 18th, I am going to be performing with the Black Opry Review, which is just a collective of a bunch of different Black artists in country and Americana. We are going to be at the Exit Inn, and Frankie Satan is going to be our special guest. So I'm so excited for that. Um, And people can, of course, find me on Spotify and Instagram and all the places where you find music. Yeah, I'm working on new music, but I also put out uh, an EP last year called Holidays. Lizzie No, last name N-O, LizzieNo.com is where you That's right. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) As in, no, thank you. (laughs) So Lizzie, no, definitely check out her work. The most recent EP, again, is Holidays, also the co-host of the Basic Folk Podcast. But grab those tickets now. The legendary Exit Inn in Nashville, an amazing music club hanging in there in an area of town that is rapidly changing. The event is the Black Opry Review. It's happening December 18th. Tickets are available guaranteed to sell out don't sleep on it definitely a thing you might want to travel for if you're not in the nashville area from four loco to yoohoo to orangina to seltzer and cherry soda from eastern europe y'all we have been all over <laughs> the place today on this episode of bubble bottles if you want to find out more about the crazy beverages that we have talked about in the past you can find them at bubblebottles.com you can support us at patreon.com slash bubble bottles but the important part is that you find your new favorite musician, and you can do that with Lizzie No. Find it at LizzieNo.com. Thank you so much. Well, this has been the most fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. Take it easy. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Jacob Fur for our theme music. You can find his catalog at jacobfurr.bandcamp.com. That's J-A-C-O-B-F-U-R-R.bandcamp.com. Thanks so much for our graphic design and logo from Keith Brogdon. You can find his work at thinkingoutlouddesign.com. Our show notes are crafted by freelance writer April Blake, who you can find at theaprilblake.com. 